0: Daily with Jason Martinez Achilles' last
1: stand, at least past for now, edition of Flyers Daily.
2: check has the rebound into the left wing corner with one hand on the stick, shoveled into the line, point to point. That's true, and Connecty scores! Travis Connecty picks up the rebound. That gets his eighth of the year. That's his second in four games, and the Flyers tie it at one. you know time, is Konechny's doing his job, but he's drawing penalties and getting the other team more interested in yapping back at him. Right. Here's Konechny, and friendly score! Set up by Konechny. It's Gostespierre who tips it by, and Chief Gostespierre has his seventh of the year. It's 2-1 Flyers. Stephen Camper left circle one time. Pass kicked away by Elliott. He kicked away a pass. And if it gets through, it's a goal. Brian Elliott, a huge save right there. Here's back, hands it in behind the net. Van Riemsdek out in front, Ferebee gave it up. Couturier scores! Tic-tac-toe passing. And Sean Couturier, with his 12th goal of the year, has given the Flyers the 3-2 lead. Chipped in behind the goal line, two seconds left. The Bruins are going to run out of time. And finally, the Flyers are rewarded with a good defensive effort. The penalty kill wins it for them. They were four for four against the mighty Boston Power Play. And the Flyers pulled it within four points of the Bruins for the last playoff spot with 16 games to play.
1: And welcome to your Sunday, April 11th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It feels good to come off a win. A win in a tight game, exciting hockey game, and it feels really good. This is a day after game edition and a... Preview edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez as the Flyers beat the Boston Bruins yesterday 3-2 at the Wells Fargo Center. Only one goal scored in the third period headed in and a tied game at 2-2. Sean Couturier gets the game as you heard there, from the highlights. And the Flyers take two points and they do it in regulation and they prevent Boston from getting two points. Now all of it will mean nothing if they don't go out today And beat the Buffalo Sabres. I don't care if it's in overtime. I really don't. I don't care how it happens today. I don't care if it's ugly, as long as they get two points. I'd rather them go out and play really well. They've played really well. The hockey has been good in the month of April. The results haven't, but yesterday's was. And the result today needs to be a win, whether they play great, whether they play good, whether they play mediocre, whether they play average, whether they play bro average, they stink. They need to come away with two points. That's all that matters. That's what's up for grabs today. And this is a big win for the Flyers yesterday against the Boston Bruins because Boston outscored the Flyers 14-7 to in third periods this season. And the Flyers held them off the scoreboard in the third period. And the most impressive thing about that entire game, Travis Konechny was awesome. That's still not the most impressive thing. He was great. You're going to hear Elaine Vigneault talk about the game that Travis Konechny had. He was the number one star. But it's putting... Making Boston go 0 for 4 on the power play, that's the most impressive thing. Now coming in to this game, Boston was 10 for 20 against the Flyers this season on the power play. That's 50%. I'm no math major, but that's 50%. They're now 10 for 24, and they did such a good job. They have changed the way they defend on the PK. To me, it looks. I, I watch the games, the home games from upstairs in the balcony. That's where the press box is. And that's where our booth is. That's where we watch from this season, or I watch from this season. And you can see it. it. The way they used to defend on the PK was more of a box. And the box would move here and there, but it's much more like a diamond now. And what that diamond does is put the bottom point of the diamond just off center on the strong side of the play in front of your goaltender. And the first point goes to the the near side to the man on the half wall. And then the top point of this visual diamond that we're describing controls the high middle point. And then the other guy is in control of the back door. It is heavily weighted to one side of the ice, but what it does is that stagger and the way this diamond works is it prevents those cross ice passes. We talked about those cross-ice passes with Kevin Woodley on the episode a couple weeks ago when he joined us to talk about some of the elements of Carter Hart's struggles in the month of March. And a lot of it had to do with cross-slot-line passes, and the Flyers were giving up a ton. And Kevin said on that episode that the expected save percentage on those particular cross-slot-line passes that the Flyers were giving up a lot of was 660 Well, you did not see, I don't think I saw one of those cross slot line passes in the game yesterday. And that's when you really see it on the power play. You know, Pittsburgh was a team that really started to do that back in 2015 and won back to back cups with that East West game attack in the offensive zone. And then you saw the Washington Capitals and and the one timer of Ovi even change a little bit from the delivery of that pass and really took it to another level. And teams around the NHL are doing it a lot because it's such a high percentage scoring play. Well, the Flyers are active sticks in those puck lanes and they're much tighter on the PK. And to stop that power play, I'm sorry. That may be a little thing to some, not to me. That power play is unbelievable. And we've seen it shred the Flyers this season. So that was the most impressive element. There were other several impressive elements to the game. As I mentioned, Travis Konechny. So in the first period, Travis Konechny, He goes to the right spot and gets the rebound goal um, for for the first one of the game for the Flyers to tie the game after Bergeron scored the opener. So that happens and he's just in the right spot and it's just a good play. Jake Voracek behind the net gets it up the boards um, to Travis Sanheim who whips it across the top inside the blue line to Robert Haig who bombs the shot and he's got a big heavy shot and we're gonna talk about Haig again in a second too. But it's a, it's a rebound that Jeremy Swayman can't control, and Konechny's there right on the forehand. Boom, bangs it home, right in the right spot. It's, it's a really well-orchestrated play off a good forecheck. And then a couple minutes later towards the latter stages of the first period, it's tied at one. Konechny goes in, gets a shot on goal. It's right into the midsection of Jeremy Swayman on his glove hand side. Pretty innocuous shot. But he gives Lazon a little bit of a jab after the play nothing major. It wasn't enough to draw a penalty, maybe just a hey, hey, hey from the ref. But Lazon takes advantage, uh, takes umbrage to it and comes at Konechny towards the boards behind the net and gets his glove right in his face. Not takes a punch, but, you know, gives him a good face wash and gets a penalty. And Travis doesn't respond to that part. So now he's drawn a penalty. And the third part of it is, then he sets up the goal on the power play. It's, it, again, a good forecheck, good setup in the offensive zone. Shane Bear does a tremendous job activating into the middle of the ice. It's not a static power play. Everybody's moving. And when Konechny gets that puck near the top of the circle, and Bear is darting down low as a defenseman, down low into the uh, slot, and Konechny hits him with a perfect redirect pass, and he, and Bear, great execution as well, puts that in behind uh, Jeremy Swayman, Flyers go up 2-1. to one. It was vintage Travis Konechny. And I know he's been a fashionable guy for some of the fan base to pick on. And he needs to shut up. He's not producing, blah, blah, blah. He didn't score in the bubble. And look, you're not wrong. I, I understand. But since he's been back from COVID, he's got 18 points in 17 games. He is playing really good hockey again. And while the team for some of those games, obviously in the month of March, were not having success, his game is coming back, and you see the effect that a player like Travis Konechny can have on a game. Because there are points in that game where the Boston Bruins are more worried about Travis Konechny than they are doing their job, and he was really good in the game. So anyway, get into the second period, the Bruins tied on a Jake DeBrusco. goal. See, so ahead to the third, in in a must win, must win in regulation game. And who comes to the rescue with Sean Couturier? But it's not just Couturier. And, and i got to point this out, too, because I was so impressed with this setup on the Couturier goal. And I, you hear me say this a lot. You know, we celebrate the goal scorer so much in hockey, like we celebrate the person who scores the basket in basketball. But a lot of times it's the guy who sets up the play that is just as responsible for the goal. And Joel Farabee gets the puck right in the high slot prime scoring chance. But he's not stable on his skates, is not in a good position with the biomechanics of his body to just fire a shot and score. Plus, Swayman reads that, and Swayman, Jeremy Swayman, the Bruins goaltender, comes darting out to make himself big, take his net away, and not show him much to be able to get that in. But Farabee collects himself and delivers a nice little backhand pass to Sean Couturier, who collects the puck and puts it into a yawning net. That And I know Farabee's hit a little bit of a wall of late, but that was a tremendous hockey play. A high IQ hockey play from Joel Farabee. And what it tells me, the first thing it tells me when I saw it, I said, ooh. And I go, that's a player where the NHL game has now slowed down in his head. As a young player, when the game is really overwhelming and still so fast and they're taking away your time and space and it feels like you have no time with the puck, you just get that thing, you just try and fire it. And you end up with a a bad scoring chance, or not a high danger chance, even though you're in a high danger spot. But when you know, okay, goalie's coming out. I'm not on great balance to make this shot. I got a guy on the back door. To collect your thoughts and make that play is when the game slows down for a young player. That is what you saw on that goal. Or at least that's what I saw on that goal. And it was tremendously impressive. And Joel's been fighting it a little bit. It's easy you know, you're gonna fire Pucks even more when you're fighting it to try and score, and you've had some great scoring chances and they're just not going. But boy, that was a mature, mature hockey play. Now, the other element, too, Brian Elliott, fantastic in the game. 30 saves for the win. And they got the, they've been getting the goaltending. They got it once again with Brian Elliott this time. And it'll be Carter Hart coming up today against the Buffalo Sabres. And what is now, yes, another must-win game. And I had a chance to catch up with Brian Elliott after the win and get his thoughts on what happened and get his thoughts on the important two points in the standings.
0: Joining us right now on Flyers Daily is Flyers goaltender Brian Elliott. Moose, uh, that's a big win for you guys, uh, to come away with the two points and get it in regulation. I'm sure that was uh, part of the equation to, to get it done in regulation as well, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Right now, I mean, we're, we're being, you know, focusing on uh, getting two points any way they come. But uh, definitely when it happens in regulation, that's what you want to see. And, you know, we, we fought right down to the end there, uh, to the last seconds and, um, to get that one. And, uh, you know, that's a big one, especially uh, from a team that we're, we're facing right now. You've seen
0: those guys a lot of times you wrap up the season series. They like to attack you guys east-west, especially on the power play. Uh, you guys did a great job 0 for 4 on the penalty kill or 0 for 4 on their power play today what what was the difference in what you guys are doing and obviously the goaltender is the last line of defense and it has to be your most significant penalty killer but what's the the strategic difference that you guys employed against them?
3: Um, I think you know we we have that intensity right off the draw that you know we're either winning it or getting to our spots and forcing them into you know plays that they don't want to make and um, that's what you like to see from my perspective and um, you know, when they're doing that and getting blocked shots and going the other way, ragging the puck, um, you know, you saw Hazy and, you know, passing it back to our D and just taking away time from them. And, um, you know, that's, uh, that's key, especially when you're, you know, we had a lot of penalties tonight, so uh, big kills for us tonight. When
0: you look at it as a goaltender, everything's in front of you. And the last four or five games have been a lot better detailed hockey from, for you guys. What are you seeing from your crease out? in the way you guys have played really since the calendar flipped over to April.
3: Yeah, I think, um, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, base your play off of, you know, the positioning of the guys in front of you. And, you know, when they have good positioning, good sticks, you can make better reads as a goalie and, and try to get hit your spots, uh, you know, faster and faster. And, you know, that just slows the game down, um, for us. And, uh, you know, just even getting, you know, Bobby back, uh, on the back end, just having that big body that, you know, you know, dependable guy that, you know, what uh, you can get from him, And, um, you know, the guys are pulling for him and, you know, he's uh, kind of the player of the night for us in the locker room.
0: Moose, best thing for you. Probability to you as a goaltender, doesn't it? When you have that kind of detailed, you know, positioning in front of you and it, it takes a
3: lot of variables out of the equation, which allows you to do your job a lot more effectively, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, that's what we've been kind of trying to get everybody on the same page. So, you know, everybody knows what their job is and, you know, knows their two on ones out on the ice where their stick should be. And, you know, it just it helps us so much. So um, little details like that. And, you know, if we keep getting better at that time, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep getting wins here. So, um, you know, one game at a time. And uh, there's lots of points left to, to still get out there tonight, uh, with the rest of the season here. And uh, tonight was a big one for us.
0: And tomorrow against Buffalo will mean just as much for you guys. Hey, Moose, thanks for doing this. Great game uh, against the Bruins. We appreciate the time, and uh, best of luck coming up tomorrow and going forward.
3: All right. Thank you very much.
1: Always great to talk to the Moose, and he played extremely well in that game. Boy, his glove hand was really good. Uh, Let's get to the head coach right now, though, because Elaine Vino addressed the media after the win. Get his thoughts, and here's what the coach had to say.
4: I I just wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, on your penalty killers and and what that third period was like uh for you guys with them uh, uh in the box a couple times. Yeah, I mean there's no doubt that uh, their power play has has been a big weapon against us this this year in RPK uh especially those two kills in the, in the third there uh got some saves. Guys did a, a real good job and uh you know we were able to especially that last one there, you know, they're going to be going on all cylinders there. And our PK guys uh, did a great job. Our D and Moose made some big saves.
0: Hey, uh, A.V., you you just mentioned Moose briefly there at the end. Um, But on the whole, I mean, it gives you 30 saves. And and is this the kind of effort you really need a goaltender to make in a game like this at this time of year?
4: Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, You know, goaltending is such a huge part of of today's game. And uh, like I've mentioned before, like when Moose has been uh, fresh Uh, He's been uh, outstanding. Uh, He's been making big saves at the big time. And, uh, you know, he's been a real force for us in in goal. So, uh, you know, that was a big two points. And now we need to get ready for tomorrow. It's going to be our fifth game in seven nights. We're going to need all our players, uh, you know, to be on on top of their game.
0: Uh, Just wondering what you thought of Travis Konechny today. It seemed like that was vintage Travis Konechny.
4: Yeah, I mean, he was skating, uh, he was moving the puck well. You know, when he's moving his feet and and, and, and going to those tough areas, he's such an uh, an effective player. And that whole line, I thought tonight, uh, you know, they're trying to do the, the right things on the ice. Uh, it wasn't an easy game to play. There were, wasn't a lot of room out there, and you really had to compete hard. And uh, I thought TK was, uh, you know, part of our uh, best forwards tonight. A win like this, obviously against Boston, the very team you're chasing, how crucial are these wins here? I know they're all two points, but Boston yeah. in particular, and how much can this help you guys going forward here to get going here the final month? Well, I, I think it's safe to say that I, I wouldn't have liked our chances of battling back uh if we would have lost tonight, uh, we needed to win, especially in regulation, especially against the team that we're chasing. And uh, they've got two games in hands, but they also have a lot of hockey to play in a short amount of time. So you never know how it's going to turn out. So we've, you know, we got to take care of our own business, focus on our game here. And we got a big game coming up tomorrow.
0: Uh, just going back to Travis Konechny for a minute. The last five games, he really seems like the Travis Konechny who was at his best last season. Like you said, his feet are moving. What have you seen differently in his game, and, and what do you think maybe sparked him to get him going to where he is right now?
4: Uh, you know, I, I I do think playing with uh, G right now, G is, is playing so hard uh, every game, every shift, uh, trying to play a full 200-foot game, and he's really battling. Uh, I do think that has rubbed off on, on TK a bit. And, uh, you know, anytime TK is moving his feet and, and moving the puck and going to those tough areas, he's a hard player to, to play against. And uh, we needed him to continue, there's no doubt.
1: Yeah, Lane Vigneault heaping some praise on Travis Connectney and well deserved. Travis Connectney, you could tell right away in that game that he was absolutely buzzing, moving his feet, flying around. And when he's playing like that, it looks like the puck has a magnetic attraction to him. He's all over the puck all the time. And he was, he was, Excellent in the hockey game. Two other guys that stuck out. A.V. mentioned one of them there, and it was uh, Claude Giroux, who didn't end up on the score sheet, but Giroux was all over the play. And I thought he created a lot of space and really opened things up for Konechny in the game. I thought he was very good. Even though he didn't end up on the score sheet, I thought he played a really strong game, very detail-oriented, and was good defensively as well. And we got that matchup a lot of times with that Berger online when Couturier's line wasn't out there. And then the other guy, I thought Jake Voracek again, well I think he's just really playing well right now as you know he's just he's moving his feet and when he's moving his feet and using his body to shield pucks that that's when Jake Vorchek's at his best and he, he did a good job. Now like we've talked about there, his game does have some risk to it, but he is really playing some good hockey right now and, and and the veteran players are doing that and good to see you know some of the younger players doing it as well. I thought Robert Hague in the game, really physical. He activated a couple times offensively and made smart plays, but he gets back to that defensive position really quickly. And having that dual physicality of his play and of Sam Moran's makes them a a much tougher team to play against, a rougher team to play against. Those two are good. And the other last element I want to mention about the game yesterday is Kevin Hayes on the PK. I saw Kevin Hayes on the PK that I saw Kevin Hayes on the PK last year. Protecting the puck, ragging it. Four Bruins at one point trying to get it from him. And he's just circling and protecting the puck. And that was awesome to see. It, it, it almost like took you back to last February and March. Really all season with Kevin Hayes on the PK last year. And his, his ability to get pucks and rag out time because he uses that big frame of his to protect pucks. That was awesome to see as well. So, great win for the Flyers, but again, it only means something if they get a win today against the Buffalo Sabres. So, that's what's on deck, 2 o'clock today. Um, Hopefully, we get a great game and another win, and this team can continue to move forward and maybe, you know, put, put Chuck Fletcher, the general manager, to a little bit tougher decisions for the trade deadline coming up on Monday. So, uh, real quick as well, before we wrap up this episode, I got some great responses on how we got here on Twitter. Both people responding just on Twitter or uh, some DMs, and I'm going to get to those in the next couple of days here on Flyers Daily because you guys, some of you guys, especially in the DMs, wrote me some really good stuff, detailed stuff, and it's one of the things that I why I love doing this podcast every day and corresponding with you guys because you guys know so much about hockey. Like, I love it. You know, one thing, you know, doing the radio show that I did, you know, middays when I was doing a daily radio show, it was tough talking about the sports sometimes because th- there wasn't enough people to talk about it that really knew knew the game. And I just, I love the the stuff that you guys wrote in and that you guys always tweeting your questions and stuff like that because you know the game. Like, you, we're not stupid. Like, we see this, we see what's wrong, we see what's right. And th- some of the some of the breakdowns that I got on how we got here I thought were awesome. So, everybody, if you sent one to me, know that I read it. I will try and respond via Twitter. I'll get to as many responses as I can, and I'm going to bring a couple of them up on a on a, po- on a podcast episode here coming up in the next couple of days. I do promise that. All right, everybody, enjoy your hockey today. Flyers, Sabres at two. I must win. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Day. No more
2: babies. baby's got rabies. Oh